Welcome to the Divine Feminist Podcasting Channel. I'm your host, Steph Desar, and in today's episode, I'm going to share five ways of how you can let love into your life. Receive love, experience it more, and be open to it. Now, before I get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. We're Divine Feminines on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, and we're also on socials. That's Instagram and TikTok, and it's Divine Feminines with a Z at the end. Why like and subscribe to this channel? Well, we have great content to empower your mind, body, and soul, and balance your masculine and feminine energy for you to become your best self. And, you know, I know that if you're watching this or you're listening, you are definitely here to become better and really embody the true divine being that you really are. Now, if you subscribe to YouTube in particular, you get bonus content that's about the moon, moon guidance. I also share like channeled messages and talk about portals. And that's additional bonus content um, to Spotify and the other podcast platforms. So it is recommended that you join YouTube too. So let's get started with how to let love in. But I want to set the scene because I think a lot of us... um, you know, it doesn't matter how old we are in our age, most of us will probably say that we've experienced love and we've experienced heartbreak and heartache and felt let down by love. So if you're watching this, I'm sure that you've experienced love and then also experienced it going a bit wrong or it not turning out right. Now, it can be hard because when you experience that and you've you've had you've had quite profound moments of falling in love, experiencing it and really wanting to be with someone and you know sharing that moment where your heart chakras are both connected and then it doesn't you know pan out the way you may have thought or something unexpected happens or you're not meant to be together and you know I talk about this in many of my episodes and there's other ones around talking about soulmates twin flames karmic partners you know we meet other souls on our journey and they all serve a purpose and so sometimes you know we may find love or you know, attract love but actually there's also lessons to be learned and actually when those lessons are learned we have to move on now there's other times where we're attracted you know we want to attract love but we're actually maybe repelling it because once it comes in we're almost in some state of self-sabotage because you know there's there's like childhood trauma or challenges but also, if you're not um, embodying the true feeling of love in yourself, then what you attract will almost be something that doesn't really align to you wanting to be loved. So let me explain. If you're really longing to meet someone that is going to wholly and fully love and appreciate you, you'll need them to be on that vibration. Now, they'll only be on that vibration and frequency if you're on that vibration and frequency so if you're on that vibration and frequency you're open you're you're very much in the belief that you can allow love in you're very content with where you're at and there is a very good you know understanding of your own self-love there is you're able to understand and love yourself and nurture yourself and give to yourself and there is a complete sort of belief and trust that doesn't need to be said that whatever comes in is only an added value to what is valuable that you cultivate within and if you're doing that then what you attract in is going to be very much a lovely vibration to that and it will only enhance and it will be a very nice experience obviously it does require work 
But if you're longing for love and what your vibration and frequency actually omits and, and, and sort of emanates is fear and hurt and you're still kind of like caught up on last time when what, whatever happened happened, whether he or she cheated or they lied or it just didn't work out or you just wanted different things in life and one of them might have had to leave the country or they took a job and they had to move or their just lifestyles their choices changed and you're still caught up on that you'll have residue and you know remnants and particles and all of that and like hooks and wounds and, and, and scars and scabs that relate to that and you'll still be vibrating some of that loss some of the restricted and limited mindset and feeling within around love so Therefore, if you do meet someone, because you can still meet someone at that level, when they come in, they will only be able to love you as much as you've allowed yourself to be loved and allowed your own aura, your own mindset to believe in the potentiality of love that can come into you. So if your mindset, you really want love, but actually in your subconscious brain and actually there's deeper rooted, limited fears and um, beliefs that actually you're not deserving of love or actually when when any time you get in, in, in the room of love or within the vicinity of love, right, on the radar, it just it's going to go wrong. So you've got that already programmed in. It's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. So whoever comes in has got that fear or... It, or whether they've got that fear or not, or they're just going to turn up and it's going to go wrong. And it's almost going to manifest in them. And then you could easily blame them and go, oh, this guy's not good enough, this woman's not good enough, or why is it not working? But it's not about them, it's about what's going inside here, because it's our internal reality that creates that external reality, right? So how do you let love in? I did say I'm going to give you five like areas that we can look at. The first one's about the past, quite rightly, because some of you may have been married, like me, um, and had a divorce, might have chosen it yourself, might have not. Um, some of you might have been in long-term relationships, moved on. Some of you might have had several relationships, or you know, not saying that that's a bad thing, but multiple relationships that have not worked. And I think everyone can vouch for the fact that they've had some experience of, of a relationship that's not what quite worked out or they've moved on. Or you could have been in a relationship and just held yourself stuck. It's not really worked out. You've fallen out of love, but you don't really want to leave and you're just in fear. Most of you that's here, though, and wanting to watch this, probably have been in a space of things not working out, wanting to move on, and you really do want to attract the right love. You're actually really open to it. But you know and you're conscious that this is, you know, your own accountability. This is down to you the love that you bring into your life, it's all down to you. You are the creator. You are the manifester of that. It is your reality and it's within your own reins, right? So the past can really hold you back. And that's with anything in life, but particularly with love because matters of the heart get really sensitive. And we all know that, right? It can be really hard. You know, you meet someone and they're, they're amazing they actually are genuinely amazing. They're really into you. But if you've still got these pains and hurts around the past, you may not be able to really receive the love that they want to come in and bring you. And you might actually question them a lot and think they're up to something or it's because of past experiences that you're kind of almost judging or labeling them. So releasing the past is important. Now, 
In order to do that, you have to really come to terms with things in the past that haven't really worked and let go of it and forgive. And I think the most beautiful thing is is coming up with a mantra, um, which there's a really beautiful one. Um, it's a, it's um, around, and you can write your own, but it's around saying, you know, may all beings um, everywhere be happy and free and may the thoughts and words and actions of my own life contribute in some way to the happiness that is it, that that is to the freedom of for all so you're basically saying that it doesn't matter who it is doesn't matter what they've done i want goodness for them and i want them to be you know i want them to be happy and them to be free and that is a really strong intention and gesture now you've got to mean it and if you're hurting and you're saying it you're saying it almost begrudgingly then that's not going to work so in order to get to that point where you're saying it and you feel it and you're like no I genuinely want everyone to be happy you've got to be able to forgive the past now if what I would say is full moons are the best for forgiving so you may want to use several full moon cycles to write forgiveness lists and whether or not like I always say this with full moons you may be forgiving someone like oh you remember when I don't know um Jack you know didn't remember my birthday and he you know he just turned up and then we had to make plans last minute you might still be holding on to that and so you have to forgive him okay you could argue that he was wrong in that but you know there could be other times where I don't know Jack (laughs) whoever Jack is Jack um you know he he left things out in the in 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 the front room and it was just a bit cluttered and everything and didn't really think about, you know, the, the fact that you had loads, loads of things to do that day, right? And you, I know that's a small thing, but I'm just trying to give you an example. And you're really like, oh, my God. You know, and then you, you feel like you have to forgive him for that. Or you're holding, like, resentment towards it. Then just forgive him. Whether or not that was bad of him to do it or not. Maybe he just innocently didn't realise, right? Genuinely, some people are doing things and they're in their unconscious. But if you feel hurt, you have every right to say, this is what you did. And you write it down you know when this happened I felt hurt but I'm forgiving you now you have to be ready and open for that forgiveness if you're doing it begrudgingly again or you're doing it as you think oh this is a process oh I need to do this step and then then this step then you're too much in your logical brain and you know your masculine side saying do this but your feminine is not actually receptively wanting to do it so you've got to be in a place where you're ready to be vulnerable to admit the pain and the hurt to be able to then make forgiveness lists. And then you can burn them in the full moon or you can you know, meditate them to water and then pull the water out. Um, you could do the burning ritual around uh, fire sign full moons and the water around wa- watery, <laughs> water sign full moons, whichever works for you. And then once you've done that, you can then start to affirm that you're, you know, you're desiring happiness and freedom for everyone and all people. Now, this will be inclusive right of those past relationships or partners that you've been with and you genuinely want something good for them now I know I just speak to my ladies out here because I know how it gets with women like when a guy does something wrong and we get really in our feels right I've been there yeah years 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 ago we're going back like I don't know 15 years was with a boyfriend he was messing about lied cheated whatever you get really upset and then you get a bit vengeful. Maybe you don't want to do tit for tat, but then you're just like, he's an a-hole and he's this and he's that. And then 
you know, oh, I, you know, I'll forget him and he's got everything bad. To, like, he deserves this, he deserves that. Like, karma's going to get him. Okay, you know, karma will get people. and But you're, it's not your place to be serving that karma. It's not your journey. It's you're not God in that sense. I mean, we all are divine in our sense, but you're not you're not here trying to dish out the lessons and the karmic balance and debts that need to be done. You've got to understand that once you've kind of healed and you, you, you've let, you know, you've released some of the pain, that everyone makes mistakes, whether conscious or not. Now, some people could be pre really, really strategizing to cheat and do all these other things because they want multiple men or women or whatever, and they're doing that, but... There is definitely, deep down inside, something in them that is causing them to do that, which is from a place of insecurity or lack or something that is not quite right. And it's hard sometimes to see that, that they might be doing it because it's a way of protecting themselves or they've been hurt so many times so they want multiple partners. Whatever it is, right? There's always going to be something deeper to it. If you can understand that everyone's on their journey and they're here to make mistakes and to learn from them and all sorts, then over time you can find that forgiveness. And when you're wishing them well, you're actually going, look, it didn't work out with us. I'm over it. I get it. I've forgiven. You've got to genuinely. And then I want the best for you. You know, I want you to be happy. I've been in situations where... I definitely wanted to, to wanted things to progress. And a lot of you guys that might have been twin flames or resonate with being a twin flame. And I definitely have resonated of being on that journey at one point. It served me so well because I learned so much. But I got to the point where, you know, you really want to be, you really want it to work out or whatever it is, but you're being triggered the heck out of each other. And it's not, it's not healthy to stay with them at that point. You just need to work on yourself. And then, you you know, you do get to a point of real bliss. Trust me, you do. If you do the work, you genuinely just want them to be happy. And, and that is just regardless of whether they're with you or not. You just want them to be happy. And that's because you've really found that place and source within your higher self of you really aligning to your true north and what makes you happy within. Then you kind of then realize that. It is just a beautiful thing and you want that for everyone because that is just total bliss. So that's the first one. It's about releasing the past and really wanting the best for everyone that you may have had run-ins with. Now, like I said, that might take a while. So don't rush it. If you're here saying, oh my gosh, I've got a bit of a way to go, fine. And it's no, there's no time into this. You just go through your own process. There is no competition. We're not here trying to compare to anyone. Look, if you look at Instagram or social medias, you know, you see couples and half of that stuff is not really what it is. So don't get too caught up on what you're seeing. Most of the things that are going on in relationships are not being shown. And the ones, the relationships that are really going through the most healthiest dynamics, they don't get shown that much because, you know, that's not really going to go to the narrative of like making people think, you know, that they should be in multiple dynamics and all of this nonsense, polyamory and all of those things. I think that's a whole load of crap. And if anyone's watching and doesn't agree with me, then that's your business. But I actually really believe that, you know, our sacred energy is divine and really we should we can align to one soul and be very content with that soul and manifest and co-create beautiful outcomes and be an example to the collective so we definitely need more of those healthy relationship dynamics the healthy 
new blueprint for love and I'm seeing it. There are those on the journey, Ascension journey, that are doing it and showing it. And I would love to show it as well myself. You know, it's balancing privacy with, um, you know, with being able to help the collective. So, you know, um, I, I'm navigating that one and I would love to because I know it can help. But also I do really treasure my privacy. So um, enough about me. The next one is about starting each day right. And this is like, this is just, a, this is not just about letting love in, but it will allow you to have a much open heart chakra and be much more open to the goodness that wants to come to you in life. You start your day right and intentionally, then the rest of the day, you're setting a tone and a frequency for the rest of the day. Now, yeah, of course we get served, you know, experiences in our day where someone might come in and they act a certain type of way, but it's not actually us. It's a, it's their own projection, right? So how we respond is a reflection of where we're at and how we can remain calm in those moments. But you're setting the day right. So really nourishing yourself. It was the Roman emperor and philosopher, Marcus Aurelius, when he said, when you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. So remind yourself of that. I always start the day with affirmations. I'm always opening my my chakras and my heart chakra, especially to the goodness that can come for me in that day that I can receive and I can experience. So just begin each day celebrating, you know, being grateful for being up um, in another day and it's a new start, it's a new opportunity, you know, the unique human capacity that you are for the love and breathe in deeply and enjoy that, the essence of you just being and here and just to create that opportunity of more sensation, more experience, more creation and more expansion on your journey. And if you're able to do that from a true sense of like intention and willingness, massive impact will, you know, will occur in your day and every day thereafter. And it will just become a lovely rhythm. Yeah, things will get served to you. It is our journey. We've come to earth to really self-master and learn lessons. And everyone has their own set of lessons. We're all on different journeys. But it will make the sailing so much smoother because you're in your center point, you are grateful, you are intentional and you're making the most of your time in your day on this earth, right? That was number two. Start your day the best way. Be intentional, be grateful, make the most of it. The third one, well, this is all about attracting love in. The third one's about attracting love. So what does that mean? You can try a mantra around I am deserving of loving, supportive and respectful relationship and I am now divinely guided every day to meet the person I want to share my life with. You could say that out loud daily. There's other ones what you could say like there is space in my heart to surrender, there is space in my heart to receive and that means not just love but everything else that is coming towards you. So the idea that I deserve good things right can be hard for some people to feel comfortable with. So Ask yourself if you do feel uncomfortable, like journal, be with yourself. This is a time for you to really get to know yourself. But we ask ourselves, who am I trying to be? Like brilliant, gorgeous, handsome, talented, fabulous. Actually, who are you not to be? Like you you are divine. 
So if you're questioning your deservingness, your worthiness, then it's probably something a bit more like programmed or just a habit or a way of thinking and believing that's actually holding you back. And you can change that. You can actually change that trail of thought, that belief system, and you can go back to old timelines and and correct them by going back can actually go back to times where you didn't feel so deserving and say, in those moments, I now know that I'm deserving. So in those, and you can actually rectify and heal old timelines too. You could do that with meditation. There's great meditation guidances around that. You can find them on YouTube. You can research them around going back to old timelines or past moments to heal the past, which will have big effects for the future and the present, right? And you could do that at any point in time because time is not linear. Past, present and future are happening at the same time. So whatever you do here is affecting past and future. Remember that. So, you know, you could also try other symbolic ways of letting love in. You know, in yoga, there are postures and positions that allow you to expand and open your heart chakra. Um, And they can be very, very symbolic and useful to you know, attract that love in. But you have to remain open and be willing to want to be loved. And now in order to attract that love in, especially, you've got to show the love to yourself. If you're not treating yourself with that love and that self-compassion and nurture, filling your cup, it will never really be reciprocated, let's say amplified, to be manifested back towards you and mirrored back towards you. Um, so there's lots of other things, you know, I like to do this, um, actual hands on heart, hand over hand, and then on my heart and breathing in and, you know, really seeing and visualizing green light and seeing that green light omit and cover, you know, not just my home, the community, the world and spreading my love as well. Cause as much as we want to receive we have to allow our heart space to be open to give that love as well. It's got to be both ways in balance, right? So that's number three, attracting love. Um, oh, so, sorry, receiving love. And so parts of that receiving love, sorry, I've got that one wrong. That was attracting love. Now we're going to go into receiving love. That's number four. So when it's coming to receiving love, there's there's a few things that we need to think about because Attracting it is one thing, so you can get that love to come towards you, but then we've got to be ready to receive it. And a lot of us can find that hard, you know, like just accepting a compliment when, you know, someone says something nice and and things like that. So, you know, it's important to be able to accept. So acceptance is big when we're receiving love. Take and enjoy what people offer you. If they're offering to help you or they, you know, they want to do something for you, you need to be able to be open, whether it's a compliment or it's a favor or an offer to help you or even just a gift. And it can be very hard, especially for my feminines, because distortion in feminine energy is something that we've all inherited and we're in this lifetime to really liberate from that. So accepting help can sometimes be especially in the mindset of the the feminines that, you know, that will really resonate with this would be like, oh no, like I'm, if I'm accepting help, it means I haven't got my shit together and I'm not like independent and I'm not strong. But actually we've kind of put ourselves in a space or have done where we're like, no, I've got to do this for myself. And then we become quite closed off to receiving help. 
and that's where we really block our feminine side and we get too much in our masculine so acceptance is massive take those compliments if you're offered the help say yes really and it might feel a little bit uncomfortable at first like oh no but I can do it but actually if you get that help you could probably do it even better right and and you don't know what that could mean so you're actually giving a real signal to saying I'm really open to that so yeah being authentic and when I say authentic it's not always about just showing people around you that you've got it together all the time being authentic is also showing when you haven't got it together it's just being real and not you know and just being who you really are not trying to be a certain type of way that you deem oh that's acceptable and again society has really you know created these concepts these archetypes of how we need to be and then we we're almost it's just not human right remember we're souls living human experiences and human humans have emotions they have things that come up and crop up and it's not always it can't just be all like this it's not like that there'll be moments and we being authentic is basically going you know i am navigating through that and i'm just going to embody who I am and be real and true to what's going on. If a certain day is not that great and you might wake up and feel a little bit less of how you felt the day before because certain emotions are coming up, cool, you know? Just make sure that you're being true to you and then when you're true to you and you understand yourself and you know yourself, you don't really care what anyone thinks and, you know, if anything, you just you just show up as who you are and you just get on with it it's not even a thinking point that you're actually being a certain way because it's not being a certain way it's just being you and you're being yeah i know i said it you're just being <laughs> it sounds very simple but it is really that simple when you strip it back because all of these things are just a matter of how you perceive it in your mind and then finally as part of the receiving love because it's kind of like a threefold in there, is having that gratitude. Try keeping gratitude journal. Make sure you do gratitude practices. It's really nice to do it at least once a week or even every day, just saying a few things that you're grateful for. I always quite like saying, you know, before bed, doing a gratitude sort of like list of like, what was I grateful for today? You know what I mean? And you go to bed with that really lovely feeling of the things that you were grateful for. And, it, you know, and, and, you, and you make a point to really assess some of the greatness that's in your day that you might not always take time to really identify with because you're just getting on with it and being so caught up in stuff. So you're taking that step back to reflect. And don't skimp on the thank you notes or emails. So, you know, you can even, like, you know, say thank you and have gratitude for other people and do it overtly. And, and that's really a beautiful thing because that, again, is amplifying the beauty of, of gratitude and appreciation out there and it's affecting and impacting other lives which then we are all connected we are all one so it's such a beautiful thing you've just got to do it from a place of genuineness you know don't be doing these things and just it's almost like oh these are steps i've got to just fill out this brief because it's got to be from the heart it's got to be from a pure place of openness and intention and genuineness and then it just magically just vibrates in such a good way and you'll feel such greatness coming in. The final one's around making it last, right? So affirming, like verbally affirm our dreams and ambitions, you know, like basically, you know, we want to have our brains rewired for happiness. So, 
you know, you're actually in a relationship now, right? And you're at that point where you actually are meeting someone. It's not easy to be in a relationship. I'm sure many of you know that. And actually getting into the relationship can then bring on more challenges. But if you are focusing on the challenges and what's going wrong, then you are going to only amplify that. It's only going to become more of a greater focus on there. So affirming, like having good communication, affirming that the, the you know, for healthy dynamics in a relationship good communication i can't stress how important communication is in a relationship and also in the lead up to getting into a union because it's those conversations that can really open up the heart space and allow both partners to be vulnerable and show their true selves and that's important so you know you can also then think about saying things like my relationship's coming becoming stronger my relationship is healthy my relationship is always refining and optimizing i work with my partner to create healthy relationship dynamics. This is a teamwork. This is something that we strive for together and that we're invested in so that you don't become like it's me and that versus them because some relationships can get like that, right? It's me versus them and them versus me. And that's coming from a place of wounding. It's coming from a place of hurt. It's coming from a place of, you know, past past sort of um, experiences where it, you kind of start to isolate yourself from them and you're kind of pulling back from them and they feel some type of way so it only just then becomes quite a big problem and I think a lot of relationships can be saved and made into a much more healthier dynamic if a lot of those things weren't happening but as I said those soul contracts are there to help us learn and grow so sometimes these things do have to sort of happen and things do have to get triggered and sometimes it does have to go into tower moments and and those kind of scenarios because there's a bigger lesson in it and it might be showing you that later on that you need to heal so a lot of these relationships can be very powerful on the journey to healing and I want to say one final thing that if you're in a situation where you really want to attract, you know, healthy love in, you may meet someone and that might not be your one, and I'm just saying it, but they are that one for you at that moment because they might be here to help you bolster further healing. And I've experienced that. And um, at the time, it was kind of described that that person was my bridge. It was almost like a person that I was going to go on an experience with and a journey with to go over a sev- several sort of different instances, heal with them, navigate, learn a lot, trigger each other and all of that. And it was like a bridge for me to move to the next phase in my life and my journey. And it was such a powerful experience. It was healing. It was. It had its moments, but it really helped me to learn about myself and to address things in a more healthier way. So I was able to practice and train. And I do think that that is very much it. So just embracing what is, um, and you kind of know if something's coming in and it's training you up because you might be getting triggered all the time, or you've actually done a lot of that and now you're into a dynamic where this is starting to feel like a longer term situation that is for the long haul, then you've really got to keep that work going with your partner because it's an always on job and life is always throwing like ch- changes at us. Nothing is ever the same each individual is navigating it on their own journey and then trying to be together and the one constant thing in life is change so being if you stay too stagnant you're not going to be able to navigate together but if you allow the fluidity of 
the dynamics to play out and you're communicating and you're just riding that wave as much as you can together but you've got your own individual paths and you you know you're able to see eye to eye and try to have that 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 understanding because you know I think we want to be understood more than we want to be loved and I think to be understood is therefore the opening and the gateway to be loved, to be heard, to be listened to. So all of that is really important. So I hope that helps. Those are my uh, thoughts around five ways to let love in. And, you know, it's not just about letting love in in terms of a romantic dynamic. Love exists everywhere. So letting it in in terms of every interaction you have, this will help you. It will help you to bring in the love more from those around you and new people that you may align with on your journey, whether it's through work, it's through family dynamics, it's through new friends. So I hope that helps. I'm sending you lots of love, peace, light and abundance. Bye, Soul Tribe. Take care.